unlike the big guys who have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on traditional TV advertising, smaller brands have to rely on really great packaging. What's up, branding experts, Ark here at eBay Design, and in this episode I interview Renny Miller to discuss working on packaging design for pet food industry. Thank you for uh, taking time to do this podcast, and uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, can sure. you just give us an overview of, um, you know, basics of branding for pet industry? Is it any different uh, than branding for other industries? What were the challenges? Sure. So, um, the the pet industry, like uh, any um, consumer packaged goods, is highly competitive. And um, if you're a smaller manufacturer, which a lot of the industry is, there are about 10 major players in the industry that dominate about 90% market share. So, um, uh, the smaller players... Um, have to remember the importance of branding. And unlike the big guys who have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on traditional t- TV advertising and uh, lots of um, print and, um, you know, even, even some radio, the uh, smaller brands have to rely on really great packaging, uh, differentiating their brand, um, and uh, and finding ways to get their name out and their uh, brand out through social media marketing, search engine optimization, um, yep. and uh, and um, really making a statement about the brand that's going to create some buzz. Um, also, what's very important for a smaller brand is making sure that you have a following on social and that you are working with um, key influencers in the industry. Yeah, so I guess it's, uh, it's quite challenging, but you know, uh, packaging is, is very important when you have a small brand and using social media uh, to get in front of, of those uh, customers is, is really crucial. Uh, so, how about uh, defining the brand? How do you do uh, the discovery session, and how do you define the brand um, for your clients? So, so for example, one of the brands that we created was a um, pet food called uh, Lotus, and um, we did a lot of um, some consumer research. We also um, looked at the competition. Um, what's called desktop research to see um, where we would have a um, where we would differ in terms of brand messaging and one of the things you know we launched this about 10 years ago and one of the things that was important about the Lotus brand is that um, it was sold exclusively in a retail chain called Sentinella Feed and Pet in Southern California. So we knew that what would be absolutely critical is to make sure that the packaging was so different and uh, arresting that it would get consumers' attention. And so we really focused on creating um, playful characters on the packaging. It was a, um, it's a luxury high-end brand and yeah. we wanted people, uh, we, we also did a, a lot of research and realized that people who um, 
the people who would buy this um, premium brand were the same kinds of people who view their pets as members of their family. So we really wanted to make the brand have a lot of appeal, um, feel very authentic, and um, share a story with the consumer. So the back of the packaging has a lot of a story about what goes into the brand, the fact that it's baked and not extruded, that there's some of the finest ingredients um, found in, you know, organics and um, real chicken, real fish, real beef. So, I see. Um, so, so one of the steps uh, is to basically analyze the competitors, right? Mm-hmm. Analyze the market and, and see how you fit and find that something that differentiates you from you know other brands. Can you elaborate more on that? Uh, why? What made you uh, do this kind of organic look and feel? Why is that uh, you, you went with this kind of traditional uh, painting, uh, kind of old school uh, design, rather than you know? Um, computer generated, like, you know, very polished, uh, modern look and feel? So um, we uh, did a lot of um, research on the customer who shops at Sentinella Feed and Pet. Um, And those were the people who really um, have a, you know, direct link to their pet. They spend a lot of their um, income on, um, on their pet's. And, uh, and they want to reward their pets with the best possible food. And when we looked at the competition years ago, again, 10 years ago, most of the uh, brands that we looked at were the large um, manufacturers. And most of them had sort of the traditional picture of the dog and the, um, and the pet owner on the cover and, uh, you know, graphics that were very um, typical and so we felt that if we created a story and did something more atypical um, that the the product would move quickly and would be uh, differentiate itself on the shelf and then we and then we went ahead and did shelf talkers and in-store promotions and created a video about the product and about the pets and then social media marketing so it was all very much organic it was not you know we didn't have the budget to do um any sort of uh you know even even in digital digital advertising we were really limited on budget so we had to make sure that the packaging worked very hard and that it communicated a feeling about the brand yes that totally makes sense so uh, after you know defining your brand and finding that differentiator and then analyzing your competitors and see how it would how it would potentially fit, uh, then um, the next step would be to determining the strategy. And uh, can you talk us through uh, your process of you know uh, determining the strategy and and writing a creative brief? Um, yeah, so so when we first sat down with the client, um, he had a vision, and um, he shared with us that uh, the pet Lotus Pet Food, or he we actually he had when we when we originally sat down with the client, he had a vision for the 
dry pet food, and he had a manufacturer of the pet food. He didn't have a name. He didn't have, he just had a vision. So what we had to do was we work with the client and um, basically to come up with the vision for the company and for the pet food. And because it was going to be exclusively at, um, sold at Sentinella, he didn't want it to feel like a typical um, private label brand. So we really needed to create its own identity. So that was so. So we had a few edicts that we had to work with. One thing as well, um, when we re we we realized that um, about ninety percent of the names for uh, pet foods are already owned by, like I said, this eight to 10 major ma uh, manufacturers own a lot of the um, names for the pet food, even if they're not using them, they own them. So we needed to come up with something, a name that was different and unique. And one of the things that the uh, client told us is that he wanted to do um, Eventually, he wanted to market in Asia, and the and the word lotus is um, it's it means uh, flower, and it's a good luck term in um, uh, Japanese, and so so th that's how we ended up with lotus. And then we literally um, would th the way we did the um, naming is we would we brought in we we categorized so uh, we used names based on food. We use names based on lifestyle. We had five or six different categories. And Lotus was more of a kind of a lifestyle brand versus an uh, and one, one of the uh, things we did was a product attributes. So we had different categories and, uh, and Lotus was under lifestyle. And, uh, and that's how we came up with, with uh, the name. And then um, as far as a creative brief, we distilled down all the research we had done with the consumer and uh, and what and everything that the client told us, and then we came back with we, we distilled that down and we came back with the core idea that this was going to be a very very high end brand and uh, with authenticity and that uh, whoever bought this they could feel like they could trust this brand so we, we wanted it to be approachable and that we wanted the con consumer to feel also we wanted the consumer to fall in love with the brand because a lot of the brands on the market consumer would buy them but they weren't falling in love with them and we wanted the brand to have a personality we wanted it to be a little playful because some of the other brands uh, happened to take themselves very seriously so we wanted to have a be a little lighthearted, but certainly um, playful, but certainly not playful about what was in the bag. So um, that's kind of how we came up with the, the briefing document. I see. So after defining the brand, analyzing your competitors, you know, determining the strategy, writing a creative brief, and as you um, uh, explained to us, uh, what was the process of, uh, you know, uh, coming up with the brand name, uh, then I assume that the next step would be to design actually, you know, the brand identity and come up with some uh, different uh, concepts. Can you talk, uh, can you walk us through uh, uh, of how do you, how do you, uh, what is your process? What are the steps you take? Sure, how many sure. concepts you present? And, you know, how do you uh, evaluate those concepts with the client and, and make revisions? 
So, so the um, art director who came up with the visuals is very, is very talented. She's got about uh, 30 years in the, in the industry and she'd worked on other packaged goods accounts. And so she had a vision after we, you know, we spent a lot of time with the, with the pre, uh, president and CEO of the company. So we really got a vision from him of, you know, when we, we show different styles, like what do you, how do you feel about this? particular style you know I, I know when you work with a um, large company you don't always have the vision of the owner and you don't always ha get the chance to really create your own brand but with him we were able to say does this feel like this this kind of a style could work for this brand once we had the name Lotus and then we found an illustrator the art director found an illustrator she absolutely adored and uh, we noticed that he hadn't done anything in the pet food category so we wanted a different again a point of differentiation because he um, didn't hadn't done anything in that category and that's when we went in and we developed the whole um, line of products we shared with the client um, initial comps and we refined from there um, the bag itself we we were even an instrumental in um, helping initially uh, recommend different bag manufacturers and how we wear and how we produce the bags we were client originally wanted to do the production um, printing production in China and we the first batch we did in the US so that when he went to China when we, the art director actually went with him to show because yeah. the printing presses uh, and the printing in China the colors are very different so she wanted to make sure mm -hmm. everything was as exacting in China as yeah. it was in the US so she literally went to the press check in China with the client yeah that's and, interesting uh, that's interesting because the, the, the packaging is beautiful I really, uh, I really Thank like you. it, and I'm gonna, I'm going to include the link uh, in the description, so you know our listeners can uh, actually see what we are talking about. But it, it really is uh, well, well done, and um, and she's done a great job. Um, so uh, I guess from um, you know once you have some uh, design concepts, concepts, and then you review them with uh, the clients. If it's a small brand, then as as you said already, you know it's it's perhaps easier to work with the founder with with uh, uh, with the owner. So um, maybe it will be a little bit harder when you work with uh, bigger companies to get to those people, uh, to those uh, decision makers. Uh, but once you select a winning concept, then um, then you work on packaging, right? Yeah, yeah, and we, we wanted the bags, for example. We wanted a special kind of a bag that kept the food flavorful for a little longer. Um, so, so, the, so the bag had also a special Ziploc on it. And, um, and then we wanted to um, make sure that, uh, you know, we had different sizes. So each design has to fit the, the size of the bag. So that had to be... Once we develop the design, then you, then you have to make do you know the mechanicals and make sure that everything is uh, designed to the size of the bag, yeah. and um, and you know so there's so there's it's a lot of detail work and then developing the story, really promoting the fact that this is truly a healthy healthy brand and in fact these guys um, everything is baked it's all grain free it's all natural ingredients. 
um, even uh, the client even actually shows the the process for the they now have we when we started it was originally for dogs now they have a um, uh, baked uh, oven baked dog kibble. Uh, they have seven different recipes. They now also have a cat food, and it's all again very um, authentically um, produced. Everything is all natural ingredients, and it's all and and these this company is one of the finest has one of the finest reputations. If you were to go online and do a uh, an, an analysis of different companies these guys score very high lotus scores extremely high in quality so um so we're we're very proud of of this brand we think it's one of the finest out there and the, the client has grown very cautiously and carefully over the years to make sure that he keeps the integrity of the product at all times yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the packaging design speaks, uh, you know, to uh, those like you know authenticity and um, and um, you know uh, the ingredients, as you mentioned, the natural ingredients. Uh, so, uh, so how did you go from there? From you know designing the first designing the brand brand identity and then working on designing the packaging. And then I guess, uh, you know, developing all different branding elements, right? You mentioned social media. Can, can, I, can you tell us more about that? What, or, or what are the other graphics that uh, uh, you designed for them? Yeah, so um, in-store point-of-sale materials, couponing, um, all kinds of promotions. Because, again, remember, at the beginning, it was just um, sold in Sentinella Feed and Pet. And... Um, making sure we had a, a, a working uh, website, uh, directing a lot of the consumers. They still don't sell online. It's all in-store because, the again, the integrity of the company, they don't want to do anything online. They want it all done in-store. And so also setting up social, making sure we had influencers, followers, making sure that all of the people who tried the food had good things to say about it, I mean, you have to really, when you have a boutique brand, it's very critical that you make sure that it stays, you know, once you have a five-star brand, you have to make sure you keep that. It's hard enough getting a five-star brand, and then you want to make sure that you just keep everything five-star because you never want to lose that. And yes. so, uh, you know, you're talking about so consistency, right? Pardon me? It's all about consistency. Exactly. Consistency, authenticity, um, connecting with the consumer, um, and, and then having them fall in love with the product. And the reality is that once a consumer likes a product and if their pet likes the product, you have a, you have a customer for life. And what's important is these guys are really, they're very, very personal. They're family-owned company. They really care about their customers. And they, they walk the walk. They show up for all the pet food events. They do sponsorships. They do adopt-a-pet. I mean, they're, they're truly um, the kind of people who have a tremendous amount of integrity and really believe in the product. And that's another thing that differentiates them is the fact that they're a company that really they they hand pack all their products. Mm. Um, they they just really involved in the industry, 
um, and uh, and they really they all uh, a lot of the people who work for the company have pets. They care a lot about their animals, and they care about their customers' animals as well. Yeah, so it's important to design how it looks, but it's also important to, you know, uh, tell the story and uh, how it speaks, right? And also, you know, if you don't have a great product and you have a great packaging, you're not going to have loyal customers because, you know, they will find out. So you, it, it, you have to have great product and great packaging if you want this to work for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we were very lucky because the client was open to fresh ideas. He was very um, involved and had, um, he has a great eye, um, very uh, open and trusting. And let, he let us do our job, which was wonderful. Um, and he, he guided us by giving us, you know, input about his customer and about his vision for the brand. That was really important is when you uh, develop a new brand, getting the vision not only from the um, manufacturer, but also what is the consumer expectation? Because if they open this packaging, as you said, and it's not good, they would be really disappointed. So we wanted to make sure that it's a stellar experience from the minute they see it on the shelf all the way to the time that their pets eat the food and have a good experience with it. Yeah, so they can become loyal customers and and uh, they can fall in love with the brand. So w once you have all this done, and uh, how do you deliver this work? And how do you launch? Uh, how it, you know what's the process of launching the brand? Were you involved in uh, you know? Um, you just delivered this to the client and the, the client took it from there or uh, you mentioned that, you know, one of the art directors that uh, she was working on the project, she went to China to make, actually make sure that, uh, you know, those packaging uh, is, is top quality and the colors uh, are the same and everything is, uh, you know, um, on the high uh, uh, standards. Exactly, Eric. And, and what's really important with a launch is uh, for people to realize that it's just not uh, a one-time event, but a launch is a process. So you have to make sure that the, you have a pre-launch, an actual launch, and then a post-launch. So making sure that there's enough money for the marketing, making sure that um, you have an audience when you do launch of, of people who are going to follow the brand and write about the brand. And then also, especially with social today, you have to have something to say. Um, it's not enough to just say, Oh, we're going to have a new brand out there, but what are you saying? What, what are you saying that's different than everybody else? Why is your product? What, what problem are you trying to solve? And the problem that they were solving 10 years ago is there weren't a lot of boutique quality brands on the market at the time. Today, it's a lot more competitive, but they, they had an, they, they wanted to, and their customers had told them, gosh, we really, you know, we like what you guys are selling here, but we'd really love to have a boutique brand. And when they looked for it on the market, they didn't see anything. So they decided to create their own. Um, again, keeping uh, the customers happy, doing events, they, they do all kinds of events. Um, act, being active and participating with social media marketing. Um, if there's budget for it, doing some advertising is always great. If, if you have a budget to do advertising, 
because the more you can reach more customers, obviously the more sales. And uh, but making sure that whatever you do for a launch is cohesive across all the different channels. You know, word of yeah. mouth, PR, um, social, digital, just uh, traditional. Make sure it's all consistent. The brand needs to have some consistency and the messaging needs to be consistent so the consumer experience is consistent. Yes, definitely. I agree. Um, thank you for being on the show. Um, uh, can you tell us more about you know how to find more about you and and uh, um, how perhaps you know uh, clients potential uh, clients who want to work with you how they can find you and how they can get in touch with you? Sure, thanks, Eric. Um, so our website is MillerGroupMarketing.com. We're based in uh, Los Angeles and with a uh, service office in New York and Dallas. And uh, we've been in business since 1990. We do uh, branding, uh, new product launches, um, brand revitalizations, um, and, uh, and uh, we, we love to work in the pet industry. We like clients who... Um, are looking for an ongoing relationship because to us it's very important rather than just do a project to have an ongoing relationship and that way we can help continue to build sales because ultimately for any manufacturer it's really you know packaging is wonderful and a launch is important but having um, growth is really what it's all about and so we look to uh, we work with our clients as more business partners and problem solvers and that's really important to us to have clients who are looking for that kind of a relationship long-term relationship yeah 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 thank you very much thank you here. eric and and feel free to send me anything you'd like and uh, it was such a pleasure to talk to you and um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing your podcast. So this is it for today's episode and make sure to go and check out Rennie's website and follow her on social media. And you can find all the links on this episode's page at ebekdesign.com forward slash podcast forward slash four. So thanks for tuning in and if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to my podcast for more tips on branding, strategy and design. This was Arek Dvorniczak from ebekdesign.com.